Welcome to the Friday Ass from Ass Bros. Guys, I am fucking freezing. My wife <laughs> literally just turned around and said, you're not turning the eating on, grab a fucking jumper, you fanny. Pretty much in them words. <laughs> this is why I've got the hood up. I'm I'm absolutely stone cold. And, nah, she didn't say that really. If she did, I think she'll be outside the door in a minute shouting at me saying, I didn't fucking say that. <laughs> so we'll, we'll leave it there. But uh, guys, welcome. Corey, how we doing, mate? I'm not too, I'm cold as well. I've, I've got the little, um, you know, top one as well. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Mate, I've gone all it's out. cold. <laughs> yeah, oh, you've got I've a got, North I've Face got on. winter packs on. <laughs> Tanu, how's it going, mate? Thank you for Good, man. Me. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks for having me on. Pleasure to be here. Looking forward to it. No problem, mate. No problem. Manny. I'm going, I'm going Karen Tierney style. It's, going it's, Karen it's, Tierney. About, it's about the same temperature here, but I got short sleeves and, you know, so. And a warm, like, fire or radiator or something next to you. Yeah, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Manny, he's come out of hibernation. Yeah, and you know what? It's warm where I'm at, bruv. It's nice and warm, nice and toasty, man. I'm chilling. What's wrong with you, lot? <laughs> heating, heating bills, too much. Expensive. <laughs> man, I'll take the hit. I'll take the hit. <laughs> I'm not being cold. I don't function in these climates, man. How are you guys doing anyway, man? We're all I'm all good, mate. I'm all good. Good man. Good. All good, man. Safe, healthy. That's all we could ask good, for right man. now. Yeah, mm, that's it. Yeah, that's good to hear. Amen to that. Good to hear, man. It's pretty good. Right. Well, we'll get into it. We've got Southampton twice away coming up in the next few days. Uh one tomorrow at a quarter past twelve kickoff. And I have got the fixtures up here today. I'm prepared for once. And then one on Tuesday at quarter past eight. Late, late one, yeah, another late one. Quarter past eight, absolute bollocks for us in the UK. Not too bad for you in the US. You know, it's so around the thing that sucks time. about it in the US is I'm right at I'm right at the yeah, it's tea time for me, but it's I'm you know I'm at work, so it kind of sucks. I don't uh, you know can't, oh, yeah. well, can't okay. watch. So. <laughs> it's better for us then. <laughs> so when it, when these late ones come on and they're a bit boring, it's like it's very hard to fight that sleep. You know, it is. You know, yeah. See, it, you know what's weird is that over here. Every anything that gets like all of our sporting events, pretty if it's it like hockey, basketball, baseball, it's all it's all prime time. It's all played at, at seven, eight o'clock in the evening for us. Even even American football games. If you play, if you play you know, Monday night football, Sunday night football, Thursday night football, it's all prime time. They, they those are you know, those are big games. People really over here, they get up for that stuff. So nah, not across here, yeah. especially <laughs> yeah. especially, <laughs> especially during the winter. You're in a nice warm house. Right, you, filled, right. you filled your stomach with some nice hot food. You're on to your alcohol. You're pretty much half asleep by quarter past eight. <laughs> I am anyway. This is what I made a point of last, last time. You know, when we played Newcastle at this sort of time, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm hanging. I, I can't do this no more. <laughs> it doesn't help when the boring games either. That's the only issue. Yeah. That's the one thing I don't want from these two. These two games coming up. Uh, first one is the fourth round of the FA Cup. I'm, I'm not expecting loads. Uh, Corey, what are you expecting? Um, I mean, how many times are we going to play Southampton? We played them last month, didn't we? Yeah. It's actually on my birthday, that match. Um, went down to 10 men. Um, Gabriel, yeah, sent off. Have we seen him since? We don't think we've seen, Gab no. have we seen Gabriel since. No. Nope. So it's the last time we saw Gabriel. He um, caught COVID, didn't he? And then he's not. I think he's back now. He's available, but I don't. He's, he's not actually been back in yet. Yeah, so um, 
so yeah, we managed to get a point there despite going down to 10 men. Um, so that kind of gives me a bit of confidence going into this match where I think, you know, they're going to rotate. They just, they just played Shrewsby the other day, um, what, about three days ago. Um, ago yeah. yeah, they, they rotated the team. Um, as my, I think Ward Prowse was still playing, but I think the rest of the team looked a bit different to, to what we normally see from Southampton. So I don't think they're going to be too tired coming into this match because the guys that will play will be, you know, will have that day off. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I looked up a few stats beforehand and Southampton don't have a good record against us in the, in the FA Cup. I don't think they haven't beaten us in that cup for a long time. Um, when we have beaten them, we've gone on to, to, go, to, go, to reach the final. So they're kind of like a sort of good luck team for us in that way. Um, yeah, I think I think you know the likes of like Bertram and Ings and Adams will come back in. They're always they can always be dangerous, but um, we're in we're in a good moment. Um, we like this cup. I feel it's our cup, though, mate. It's our cup. It's our cup, yeah. So I feel like you know we 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 could get a good result against yeah, them. We are the current holders, record holders as well. Fourteen times we've won this cup, mm. uh, this competition, uh, Tanner. What are your thoughts on this game coming up? Um, I think we'll I think we'll come out with a strong side. Um, I think Matt Ryan's gonna gonna get the start in goal. Um, I you know how much settling in does he really need to do? He's you know he's been in the in the prem now for you know four or five years, five four four years or so since Brighton came back up and and they've maintained. So I think that's a good little bit of business for us. He seemed to be out of favor uh, down south with with the Seagulls. So. Um, like that, get him in there and, and hopefully he doesn't, uh, hopefully he won't shit the bed for us in his, in his first start. Um, but yeah, like Corey said, I, I think Southampton is going to come out with a pretty strong side. I, th I think we will as well. So, uh, just pretty much echo everything you guys just said. It's, it's our cup and, um, you know, take it seriously and, and just continue this momentum. Like Corey said, we're in a real good moment right now. And, and just got to keep the ball rolling here, you know, one day at a time, but uh, keep keep it going and, and then look ahead to Tuesday. So, Well, this is the issue, isn't it, with it being such a short, short span in between games, the team that we're going to be fielding, do we do we feel the really strong side? Do we feel a partially strong side? And then a partially strong side on Tuesday or, a, you know, a couple of decent, you know, a couple of our, you know, experienced players with a few, with a load of a, you know, the youngsters, it's really difficult to tell what's going to happen with them in such a short space. And then we've got Manchester United coming up on the Saturday after. Yeah. You know, the, one nice thing of, the one nice thing about the FA Cup is we get to use all five. We get to use all five. So we get to use five substitutes. Mm. So that hopefully in terms of rotation and, you know, rest, if you will, you know, hopefully the five subs. That's I, I said on, on same old earlier in the week, I, this is really where I think Mikel Arteta is going to have a chance to really earn his money because these two games, he's really going to have to use those five subs um, and you use them correctly in, in order to keep guys rested and, and ready to go for Tuesday. Oh, definitely. Um, Manny, yeah. what are your takes on it, mate? Uh, I mean, to be honest with you, I just want to see a good cup tie. Um, I think Arteta is going to go strong. I think he's going to go strong with little changes here and there. I think Gabriel will come in, I think. El Nenny will come in, give Party a bit of a break. I think it'll be a, probably be mix and match, you know, and he'll go for it in the league. 
I just want to see a competitive cup game. I haven't watched Arsenal since Rapid Vienna in the, in the Euro League. Personal choice. Personal choice. My own personal choice. So I'm looking forward to seeing a good game. I'm looking forward to seeing you how we've improved. And I'm hoping for some good news on the transfer front as well, outgoing. So I'm looking forward to it. I don't care who plays. I'm just looking forward to seeing the team play. That's oh, fair enough. We are going to get onto the transfer market uh, towards when we get through this Southampton bit. Um, so we'll try not to go into it too much now. But yeah, players, think, go on, mate. Yeah, no, if you're going to talk about like who, who we actually think is going to play. Yeah, yeah, that's I think, what I think. Into. Yeah, I think the last FA Cup match, we Pepe did play, didn't he? Get a he score a penalty, didn't he? Oh, uh, uh, I think he did was that against Newcastle. That, yeah. that was our last game, wasn't it? I can't remember, mate. It was that long ago. <laughs> yeah, but, um, but I think we're going to see we're going to see Pepe. You know, there's certain mm. players that it's getting a bit awkward now. You know that we we're we're not seeing them sort of in the league, starting league games and whatnot. So, and even though they're completely fit. So Pepe is one of them. Um, William is another one. Um, I think we're probably we, we're going to see Enketia as well. He will, you know, he will. I, I think. Gonna, yeah, yeah, I agree. Eddie's going to. I think Eddie will get a shout this game. Yeah, I think we're going to see Gabriel. Um, I think we're going to see. I, I'm interested to see what we do with Cedric because I was I liked how he played against Newcastle the other night. Um, yeah, I think he was solid um, defensively and offensively. Um, he didn't do anything wrong. Um, he actually co- he did contribute to you know the the good moments that we had in that in that game. Hmm. Um, now, if he plays against Southampton in the FA Cup, I, I assume that Bellerin is going to come back for the league match. But I would prefer to see that the other way around, and I prefer Bellerin to play this match. And to, to to show something and and Cedric to play in the league game because I, I really do feel like he, Cedric was a was one of the, the the positives in our team in that game. So and, it's not, and he played in a way that I haven't really seen Bellerin play. He's Bellerin has had a couple of good performances here and there, but Cedric hasn't played that consistently. But he was still able to come in and make an impact. So mm. I'll be interested in, in that position as well. Left back as well. I mean, can we afford to play T and E in both games? You know, we so it's like who's going to play there? That's interesting. Um, I think I think AMN's going to come in this game. Um, whether it's going to be a back four or a back five, you know, who knows until tomorrow. But um, AMN didn't really do well in a back four last mm. time out. So do we, I don't think he's going to revert to a back five just to suit Maitland Knight. Yeah. yeah. I think he's he's had the training. I'm sure if he's sort mm. of just in in training, they've consistently played him at left back for him to kind of sort of get used to it a bit more. Um, I think it's worth throwing him in again. I said that in the in the on the last show as well. I don't yeah. think you just put someone in once they have a bad game and then that's it. It's you know it's kind of not fair. Um, and then yeah, and I think um, yeah, Matt Ryan should start as well. I think that's the benefit of buying a tried and tested um, Premier League goalkeeper. You know, you don't he doesn't have to warm up or you know get used to anything you can you can just throw him in straight away um in a match like this so um yeah looking forward to seeing him as well yeah that's fair enough uh tana have you got anything different you'd like to say about the team lineups or anything like that who do you no, expect I, to see who do you want to see um i mean yeah who do, who i who i'd like to set i mean i'd really like to see balligan 
get in, in the game. But as far as the guys that are getting, you know, as far as the regulars are concerned, I I'm, I'm with Corey here. I, I think, um, I think Maitland Niles will come in at some point if he doesn't start. Um, I think we'll see him at some point. I think we'll see Joe Willick at some point as well. Um, Eddie. Yeah. Um, Pepe, Willian. Yeah. It, and this is where, like I said, I'm going to go back to the five substitutes thing. Theoretically, we could, you know, kind of trot the same lineup out there that, that we've, you know, been going with Lacazette, you know, leading the line ESR behind uh, Bakayo Saka out, out on the, uh, out on the right. Hopefully Gabriel Martinelli gets back in as well somewhere. Um, you know, do you, do you maybe sit Obama Yang down, give him a rest? Although he, you know, coming off a two goal performance, I'd almost keep him, keep him going to try to keep that confidence going. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll say this a little tongue in cheek, but uh, Hey, maybe Ryan Bertrand can start on a Tuesday if we could get him in in time, seeing as, seeing as how that seems to be the, the next big rumor coming through. But uh, now nah, just, yeah, like Corey said, it, it's going to be the usual suspects, Eddie, uh, Joe, AMN, you know, these guys should all be all be getting shouted at some point, whether they start or whether they come on as a sub uh, on Saturday or tomorrow. So oh, that's fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I, I ain't got really much to say differently, to be honest with you. I'm yeah, good to I've... see uh, Eddie come. I reckon Eddie will come back in. I'm expecting to see Nelson at some point in that match. Uh, I'm, I'm just ex- sort of expecting it, whether to see him come in off the bench and possibly do something because I can. Maybe looks like to me he could be maybe going on loan. I haven't seen anything. It's just my opinion uh, why he's not really been starting very often. I think he'd probably come in to show him off a bit to maybe go out on loan. Other than that, I don't know. Um, I agree with you about Abamyang, Tanner, but I also think you can't really leave Martinelli out at the minute. That's the only issue with that, with having Abamyang in, is leaving Martinelli out. Yeah. And, the energy and everything else he comes in, but I'd rather see him in the league game than I would in the FA Cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 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 not gonna happen. Yeah. I think I think with Martinelli no. we'll start we'll start this match. And yeah, yeah we've yeah. got five subs, yeah. so you know, guys that sack us throw, they ain't starting hundred percent, you know. But nah, we, because we nah. because we we'll wait he'll play a team, we'll wait and see how they get on. You know, he'll play the the Williams and Pepe's, he'll play Martinelli, see how they get on, and then if need be, you know, 60, 65 minutes. Um, we're behind or we're still no no, then we might see the Sackers and Smith Rose and um Abamyangs. But um but yeah, I think he'll he'll ro- he'll rotate heavy um to start the match. Yeah, I agree. And since we're talking about uh, Matt Ryan, who's just come in, he signed was it earlier on today or yesterday? I saw it announced today and I saw his interviews and whatnot. Yeah, he's, he's been given the number thirty-three shirt again. How much training does a keeper need to be in a team? You know, if he's good with his feet, which I, 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 I from what I remember, he was. You know, he's he didn't get into the Brighton side a lot. Of, is it Sanchez, their keeper at the minute? Yeah, who's yeah. keeping him out? Yeah. Um, again, I don't know why. You know, did he was he injured or something before Sanchez took over? Because he wasn't doing bad when I remember when he was at Brighton, he wasn't a bad keeper. But I have seen a lot of talk about him at the minute, saying, "Oh, he's Brighton's second fiddle, this, that, and the other." He only when he does play, um, he plays. You know, he's crap. But I'm going to say something about um, a comment that I saw earlier on in a private chat that uh, me and Corey are in on on another thing. It's by Big Steve, who who comes on the show regularly, and he's in he's in the chat now, so I think he'll appreciate this. Um, he made a point 
which I thought I thought right on. Brighton only put Matt Ryan in against the big teams through that through the season and through since he got you know since Sanchez come out come over. So obviously when you look at Matt Ryan's recent stats, it hasn't been great because he's been playing against the big teams. That's a good point. So, you know, for a good, for us, for a second fiddle after Rullerton, why not? <laughs> you know, he's a good keeper. You can't can't really do any worse than Runnerson, right? <laughs> there is that. No. Yeah, no, he's he's decent. Um, yeah. that's a cool. That's a that is a it's a decent sign. I mean, I don't. I'm one thing. I'm like, whoa! That since Arteta's come in, like we are like loan city, man. Like we, it's a lot of loans. Do you know what I mean? I think it's so, expected with the current climate that we're in with everything. Yeah. You know, the world's basically taking a shit. Kind of. You know? Kind of. I think alones are going to be the big things kicking kinda, up. But it's, I mean, but we're sort of ins and outs, you know, in terms mm. of, you know, us, like how much loanies we've got out and, you know, and then what we've come in and stuff. We're still a bit more than other clubs. I don't really see too many other clubs sort of getting these 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 loans in like we are. You know, um, yeah, it's loan keepers. Business. It's good business. Kinda. You know? If you don't kinda. work out, if you don't work out, you see you later. <laughs> You're not asked to deal with. Maybe, but then, all right. Look, when we we got we got Cedric on loan, and we got Pablo Mari on loan. Yeah, and obviously they'd be sort of, but it was with a mind to sort of signing them permanently. But yeah. that's how. It, but it's still quite unusual. You don't really see Man United or because I still consider Arsenal a big club. You know. But it's, so it's unusual for a big a big club to get this many loan signings in. Do you know what I mean? True. Yeah, and so um, it's just so getting someone like Matt Ryan on loan. Cool, I, I I can get that because it's like you know we've got Ronaldo since a bit younger. He's not used to things here. You're not used to the league. He's not used to this level. Um, he may need time to get used to it. Um, yeah. So and we don't want to have to rely on him should anything happen to Leno. So I, I get that. This is true. Yeah. But um, I think Runnison, I think it's a big ask if Leno, you know, if he has an injury like he did last season, you know, it's a big ask for someone like Runnison to jump up to this level, you know, after the yeah, yeah, after the mistakes that he made recently. It's gonna happen, he's gonna make mistakes. He's, he's not really young. What is he, 24? But like you said, he's new to the Premier League, it's completely different to League One. Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. But um, but Matt Ryan's not old, you know, he's what 28? No, right. he's only 28, yeah. Yeah. So you know what I mean, and I think he and he's a type of keeper. Like he he talked earlier about you know like sort of watching Arsenal in the Champions League when he was a kid and blah blah blah. So if we wanted to sign him permanently, I think we could have. But you know we have sort of cho- chosen to go down the, the loan route. It's just it's yeah. just interesting. I just feel like it's it's that that the loans are something that we're really um, doing a lot of. However, I'm I'm a little bit concerned about how much money we kind of piss away. Um, oh, yeah, you've brought because, me to a good point here actually because Hambo Gumball said it here, and I was going to say the same. Uh, the loans could be da- is uh, Hambo's port, maybe the loans could be down to the fact that Arsenal spent 190 million on transfer outgoings and not recruit a penny on free on the free transfers, not including wages. It's it's a really good point because we have pissed away 190 million, and most of them have walked out the door. How much? I mean, we loaned, um, what's that guy's name? It's Suarez from. Dennis. Barcelona. Dennis, Dennis Suarez, Dennis Suarez yeah? yeah. How much did that cost? And was it worth it? No, it wasn't. It, was no. it wasn't, yeah. Doesn't, doesn't so, matter if it was worth nothing, it wasn't worth it. So. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then we've got Sabayas again this year. I don't know exactly how much that cost. 
But I know it ain't going to be that cheap, you know, getting loans from um, Real Madrid, right? I'll be mm. getting value for money. You know, he's not he's not starting. So it's, he's not that needed, to be fair. It's more money that we're not going to get. He's going to go back to Madrid. He's not going to be our player. So it's just money that we would have spent for this for this season. Now we've given Brighton some more money for a backup goalkeeper. And looking like we're going to give Real Madrid some more money. Bodyguard, we're not getting any of this money back. It's just one way. You know, it's not, these are not investments. And then on top, and then like um, that guy mentioned, you know, 190 grand, uh, million on transfers and we haven't got fuck all back. Do you know what I mean? So well, it's like... That's the dross that we've been recruiting in, yeah. in fairness. In the, you know, uh, Big Steve makes a point here, but if we, pay, if we paid a fee, we'd be paying more, which, you know, if, if we're if basically if we bought them, we'd be paying a lot more than what we would on loan. Uh, I think Cedric is one. I think that you were talking about. We paid five million for him. Well, it reported five million just to bring him on loan. Yeah, you know whether that's true, whether it's not. It, it is a lot of money just for someone loan. But you know, uh, he luckily, didn't, he didn't we, we signed him. He, yeah, but he didn't. Yeah, play. he didn't play at all, did he? Didn't he didn't yeah. play. So we literally just could have waited until mm. I know hindsight is twenty twenty, but we could have waited and just got him on a free anyway. But instead, we chose to give them that that loan that loan fee. So um, we're kind of we're wasting money, man. And you know, and even the, with with Socrates and and Ozo and these guys, it's getting contracts cancelled. You know, it's just, again, it's like assets like that. It's an asset like Ozo, you should still, you should still, you should get a return on, but we didn't. Well, we'll get we'll get into the Ozo. I think Manny would like to jump <laughs> into him at some point. Uh, I know he'd love to get in on that one. But before we do get on, Ozo, uh, Manny, have you got anything you'd like to say quickly about? Incomings and outgoings at the moment, other than Ozil right now. Other than Ozil, um, you know what? Pissing money away is what Arsenal have been doing for years. Mm. You know, so we don't know how to sell, we don't know how to buy, we don't know how to use our money wisely. At the end of the day, knowing that you know we're in this current situation with COVID and 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 we haven't got any money. Period. I'm happy to see players coming in because we need them. So I'm not going to complain of the caliber of players that are coming in. I'm just happy that we're trying to address, you know, certain issues that we have. I'm more happy with the outgoings. I'm more happy with the outgoings. They are seeing some good outgoings at the moment. 100%. I'm happy to see a Matt Ryan come in if I don't have to see you hoof-footed Kolasinac ever play football for Arsenal again. You know, Socrates wasn't that bad, but useless. That's a waste of money. We've wasted more money in the last six months than we will in the next six months, paying dross, paying garbage. So I'm not going to complain if we're trying to bring players in to strengthen us for the second half of the season. So piss the money away. Just make sure the gamble pays off. If it doesn't, it's, it's their money. That's what Arsenal do. So we just have to deal with it. We just need to start acting like a big club. I wanted us to start acting like a big club. Stop terminating contracts. Stop moving players on. And stop playing for players you are, who you're not going to play. But who suck. Who, who've been stinking out the place for so long. So I'm not, I'm not going to complain about who's going to come in. Just strengthen the squad and let's go again. Yeah, that, that's fair enough. I think with Matt Ryan, obviously we, we only had Runners in as backup to Leno. So it made sense for him to come in. Um there's also been, you know, getting rid of the likes of Kolasniak, uh, who went off earlier on in the transfer window. Uh, Saliba went to Nice. 
Socrates has just recently had his contract mutually terminated. Um, it gets these players off our books. So when it comes to the summertime, it's, you know, it recruits a bit of money, doesn't it? I think, you know, it's getting rid of the likes of early anyway, Socrates and stuff. It, it, make, it makes sense because they're not playing. Why pay them? Get rid of them. Uh, why, are they, why are they playing? Well, no, they're not that. They're not that shit. They're not. They're not, that shit. They're not shit. That you know, they're like, not. But if you look at the, for instance, you look at um, well, Klasniak was shit. But if you look at Socrates, he wasn't great, but he was he was solid in some respects. But yeah, if but, you look at if you look at our defense at the minute, you know, as a centre back position, we had like almost like nine players who could play centre back. We didn't need that many. Yeah, but he's not. You know, he's not the guy that you like. You don't even register um, for the well, squad. He was. That's the problem. I know. Yeah, but yeah. that's 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 stupid. It's like if we're talking about like how the club is run and and who's making these decisions. I got to put it down to Arteta because you know he's he's he knows who he wants in his squad, right? You the way if you really want to devalue a player, right? Then do what he's been doing. You know, don't blame him. Yep. Don't play. You don't even register him. Like yeah. he, we could have yep. got a return on him. Like he's not, he's not that bad. You know, he always gave a hundred percent. I didn't see uh, a problem with his attitude. You know, with his application. Like you know, in terms of like, did he want Arsenal to win? Did, was he, was he mentally there in the you know in the games? Yeah, he was. So I was quite surprised when he wasn't even registered. Um, same with like Saliba. You know what I mean? Like Saliba, I think, think Saliba is a completely different story. You know, when it is a different story. But yeah. we're, we're talking about we bought a defender, and you say, "Oh, we've got a lot of defenders." Okay, but we bought him. Yeah, we he's gone back. He's gone on loan, and then we just totally fucked around with him. Do you know what I mean? Not registered him for the square. He's had a whole a waste of half a season. Mm. Um, it's it, this is it's at it's, it's at a point. This is not normal. Like I don't want I don't want anyone to look at this and be like. This is normal for a football club to do. You yeah, know, it's to, not to, normal. It's by yeah, far so, from normal. So this is so, but we're but we're but we're, we're as fans, we're sort of sitting down looking at it like, oh yeah, well you know, he, he wasn't playing, so he wasn't get registered. Oh, even with Ozil, that is not a normal situation. That is a by far abnormal situation. That one at one point we value a player so highly that we make him our highest paid player ever. Yeah. And then he goes from that to not being registered for the squad. We devalue him completely, yeah. So we so we can't get a return on him, and then we let him go for nothing. Right. And, well, and well, who who knows if we have to pay him off as well? Sorry. We'll we'll get on with the Ozil now. And we'll just <laughs> yeah. That cunt devalued himself. Let let's let's be honest here. He devalued himself for a reason. I, 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 I think it's actually with with Ozil, and I don't know if you guys caught the show on Tuesday or not. I there's. There is, uh, there right, can, I just, can I just stop you there? Sorry, Tanner. Just quick. Yeah, no, no. I do. I have watched your shows before, mate. But when the four hours long, fuck me. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> four it's, hours. We we try like every every night. We're like, all right, all right, hour and a half, boys. Hour and a half. Hour and a half. Hour and a half. Yeah, we hit the two hour mark, and it's like should probably knock it off now. You know, I I, I think maybe we should stop because we've probably. But it, it's but it's funny. I mean, you. Mike, you can see in your top left corner there, you could see the, the the tally of who's watching live. And it's funny for us because as we get later in our show, the live viewership numbers keep going up. 
the later it gets, the more viewers we it's it's crazy. I don't I don't know why, but yeah. You need I, to start like, later then, mate. Yeah, that's what I that's Four what hours. I said. That's what I said. I said, yo, guys, we ought to start this at like 10 30. You know, we'd we'd start right off the bat with 75 viewers or something. But uh now the 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 Ozil thing, you know, I'm I'm kind of halfway in the middle here because I, I who knows what we're I, I don't know. I don't want to bogart the conversation here. If you're not ready to dive into Ozil, I'll shut my mouth. Okay. No, let's go. Um, we're getting into it. Um it, somewhere in the middle of what everybody thinks, meaning meaning supporters, somewhere in the middle lies the truth. Because we, you know, you you have a, a, a faction of supporters who say, you know, he was shit, he never wanted to play, he was always hurt, hurt. Um you know, all this and that. But then there's another faction of supporters, the ones that love Mesut Ozil, who say, no, this was all the club. The club buried him. They never should have done that. Somewhere in the middle of that is the truth. You know what I mean? And that's oh, where yeah. I stand on it. That's where I stand on it. It's awful business. Corey's absolutely right with everything that he just said. It, this has been, this is awful business. Who do you blame? It, you have to go back to, much as I hate this, you have to go back to Wenger. You have to go back to Ivan Gazidis. They're the ones who really started this this awful process of bringing in players, giving them enormous wages, and then either terminating their contract, like Corey said, or letting them walk for nothing. You know, Mesut Ozil is just another in that line of, of players that we've just incredibly mismanaged, whether it be on the pitch or their contract off the pitch. Um, but And, and Ozil's not, and, and I'm not defending him by any stretch of the imagination because I think both parties – in my opinion, are equally guilty in the Mesut Ozil situation. So I was always of the mind that if you're paying him, he should be available to play because this is any of us, if, if, if any of us owned a business, you know, if, if you guys were my employees, I'm not going to pay you to stay home and not come to work. Like there, somewhere you're going to have a value to me if I'm paying you, you know, and if you don't want him to play, Terminate the contract early. Just get it done and over with. They let this drag out for a year and a half. The, that's, the problem, that's the part yeah, I don't remember. The problem is there is is you've got to remember the things that Ozil was when he was playing. When under Wenger, he was playing. Sometimes he turned up. Sometimes he didn't. Emery, yeah. when he came in, sometimes he turned up. Sometimes he didn't. You know, it, it's it wasn't that often. And then I think when that start Emery era started, he realized down the line how how can I put this nicely? How much of a twat he really was, you know, Scully. it's gone. Let money go, go for it. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of sitting in silence because one, I need to go in a bit because something's cropped up, but I'm going to come in on this and say this, you know, quite bluntly. Meza Ozil failed at Arsenal because of Meza Ozil, nobody else. If you're paying somebody 350k a week, that means you're putting faith in him and you're saying, you know what, you are my guy. The return on investment is Ozil, you prove to us why we're paying that money. And in the last two seasons, right? In the last two seasons, he's given what us four assists. It's taken Emil Smith throw six games to match Ozil's tally for two seasons. And we're paying you 350k a week. See, Arsenal did fuck up by giving them that contract. It does start with Wenger and Gazidis. They pissed away our money in 2015. You know, Petr Cech, Gabriel, Mustafi, Xhaka. The list goes on, the list goes on. We can go on and on and on. We can talk about this forever. But if we're paying Mesut Ozil, right? If we're paying him that money, prove it. Prove your worth. 
prove to us that you're worth 350k a week. What has he given us back? Value for money? We put faith in him. Why should he be in the squad? He can't contribute to the squad. Why is it taking a 20-year-old six games, a novice at this level, six games to match the great Mesut Ozil? Two seasons worth of football. So what is his value? Nothing. Period. So I don't... The club messed up. We know this. But Mesut Ozil did nothing for us in that football pitch. I can't control us. He's gone. You've, got, you've moved away from your mic, mate. I'm still here, mate. I'm still in my phone. Yeah, that's 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 <laughs> but, but listen, Mesut Ozil for Wednesday, as our leader Max has said, <laughs> keep the powder dry for Wednesday for the great debate. If no one's heard yet, anybody in the chat on Wednesday, there is I'll be, be I'll really... be a lot nicer. I'll be a lot nicer on Wednesday, mate. Trust me about that. I'll be a lot nicer. A lot nicer. But basically, listen, the club messed up, but Mesut Ozil showed us exactly what he is. Greed, a myth. No talent. It's just as simple as that. He conned us on both sides of the ball. It's just as simple as that. But See, these right, gents, I hear I got it. Go, go, you know go ahead, Corey. Sorry, Manny's not wrong. Yeah, he's right in everything that he's saying. Yeah. But you, you don't let players get away with that. Do you know what I mean? You can't be like, all right, you're going to sign this contract. All right, now I'm going to be a prick. I'm not even going to try. I'm going to be shit. Yeah. But we're locked into a contract. So keep paying That's me. That's the mentality. Yeah, That's the but you don't, yeah, but, but that we let that we just let that happen. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, you want to be a prick, yeah? Okay, you don't, you know, you want to be shit, you don't want to try it. All right, cool. We're just gonna let's let you just sit sit on your ass at home. Um, I mean, he was happy to continue. Ah, uh, yeah, he was ha he was happy to do that because he had no ambition about himself. Mesut had no sort of you know ambition to be great. He was happy but, to sit on the contract of a lifetime that we offered him. This is Arsenal's fault. But when we're what, giving yeah. you loyalty bonuses and you're sitting on the bench and you're not even, you know, in the matchday squads, of course you're going to, you know, not want to leave. Of course he's going to hold himself. He's got a contract at the end of the day. And he's doing his part by honouring that contract. We gave him that contract. That's our fault. You know, no, we gave uh, him... We Just gave quick. him the tools to be a dick. We did. It's just that simple. Yeah. And Thanks. he treated us yep. like we're, you know. Yep, that's a, he's exactly like right. Wenger's like Bang, the, the one that 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 yeah. perpetuated this with him because you know, Ozil would show up on on a match and like, ah, oh, boss, you know what? I slept wrong last night. My back. I just I can't go. I mean, you know, at, at Newcastle when there's a foot of snow on the ground and he doesn't want to play because he's because he. Yeah, no offense, guys, but because he's cold, <laughs> you know, and 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 that's it. And Wenger's the one that let him get away with that. So oh, yeah. yeah, Mike, man, he's absolutely, absolutely right, absolutely. Yeah, right. And like Mike Hertz has said in the comments here, and I've had it all for a while because I was going to try and jump in, but everyone's just going for it. Sorry, I, sorry. I, I, ain't, I ain't got no issue. Go for it. But I just want to jump in here, and uh, he, he did actually say if he actually performed, his wages wouldn't have been an issue. In obviously, in his opinion, but in my opinion, I think. Uh, I think I'm fair to say is if my opinion is well, if he performed week in, week out, I wouldn't have had an issue with him being on 350k a week. But for me, he's I've, as much as, Eric, as I agree with everything that Manny's saying, you still gotta put it, you still gotta register him for the squad. You still gotta no, at least throw him you still gotta at least no. throw him on for five minutes of because we devalued him so much. It's like he you, he just became untouchable for everyone. If we kept things behind closed doors, yeah, he might have been shit, yeah. 
but we don't make it so public, right? We register him for the squad, right? We play him, yeah, he plays shit, but people, other clubs will still be, like Fernabache, yeah, would still be like, well, we remember him when he was good. Yeah. So mm. when it came so when, so when it came time for a transfer winter open, yeah, it would have been easier to move him on, right? Had this not been made so public by the on club. That money? On yeah, that on that money. money. Yeah, but he's getting that money anyway. He's getting it anyway. So, Let, we gotta think we gotta think about like a business. Do you know what I mean? Not think about oh well, he's a prick, so therefore we're not even gonna have the opportunity to like kick a ball. It's like no, we've got to think Mesut about Ozil our investment. Himself, Mesut Ozil devalued himself long before we decided to sit him on the bench. Just no, 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 but at his output. You yeah, might, his output, like but you, look at the but return money. in investment. You know what but I mean? Money, so the devaluing player. of Mesut Ozil started the minute he signed on that dotted line because he gave up. Just look at his output before and his output afterwards. There was nobody who was going to spend money and those wages for a player who is giving you four assists in two seasons' worth of football. That's where the devaluing starts. You're not going to get what you... You're not going to get what you paid for him, yeah? But you at least might get a pound, yeah, from a player that's actually playing. If we look at players... If we look at... If we, let's look at big players, yeah, that have not lived up to their, to, you know, their billing or their ability, yeah? We look, people talk about, like, Paul Pogba, for instance... Right, Paul, Bug- Paul Pogba is not leaving Man United for free, or we're struggling to ter- Man United are going to struggle to terminate his contract so that he can go to Turkey, yeah, for nothing, or he's going to t- turn around and say we owe him money. That's not going to happen because Paul Pogba still plays, even though people know that he don't play as well as he could do because his heart's not in it at Man United, yeah. But they still play him, even if they don't start him. Because they know that he's still an asset. They know he's got a reputation. They know he's a World Cup winner. So, yet for me, everything you're saying about Ozil is right. But in terms of like Arsenal operating as a business and and how they handle their assets, right? It's I I don't agree with them actually just making it so public and so bait that we don't want him at this club. And please, can someone please come and take him take him off our hands and not I compensate mean... us in any way? It's not just, we're not just talking about, you know, the club making it public. Ozil made it public. His interview with the Athletic, his agent just spouting nonsense. It goes both ways here. Yeah, but the players, devaluing, players the talk devaluing, about... You, you can't even compare Ozil to Pogba because Pogba actually has value. There are clubs who will spend money on Pogba. What Pogba has clubs, value because they, Pogba has There aren't clubs in value. world football. There aren't clubs in world football who's going to spend money on Mesut Ozil. And this is this is after he signed that contract. Right? It is harder to find to find value for a player who has no value. Period. His football shows he has no value. Nah, your 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 many your memory is short. Yeah, let's 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 Come let's look at after that. his look- contract. No, no, yeah, after, yeah, after that's, that's, that after, that's after the contract, yeah. But I'm talking fact, about it, the contract. No, no, yeah, I know, but Manny, though, like, listen, when you talk about no value, fact is, yeah, Ozil is renowned. He, everyone knows him, worldwide, international um, footballer. A People myth. know him. They know him as a World Cup. They look for us, yes, but for non-Arsenal fans, yeah, they might remember him in the World Cup. They might remember him for Real Madrid. Yeah, they might remember before the contract when he, when he contributed to 120 goals for Arsenal. Yeah, they might remember that. And just, just people remembering that type of era is enough sometimes to get you a bit of a transfer fee and make, and make it easier for them to move a player on. 
But if you don't so if register him the for the squad, if you don't register him for the squad so that he can't kick a ball, yeah, you're just making it known that you just want to give him away. And so therefore, well, clubs the are not going to be... If that was the case, people would be knocking on our door for Mesut Ozil. That no, has we, not we made been it, the case. That we has made not it clear been the case. he's a problem. We've made it we too obvious him he's a down. We sat him down in March. Yeah, he signed that contract in January 2018. So you've had two years to show other clubs you've got a bit of value. What value has he shown? Mez Ozil was happy to sit on the bench, knowing that he wasn't going to be registered, knowing that he wasn't going to play for Arsenal Football Club. Remember that? So he can cash in on the loyalty bonus and get more money. So yes, the club did terrible business, but they had the player who was happy to sit on that contract because it is the most unbelievable contract you've ever heard of. So when we talk about the club devaluing him, the fact that he didn't want to leave in the summer, knowing that he had offers, tells you everything you need to know about Meza Ozil, period. So us devaluing him by not playing him, he was happy to do that long before we sat him down. Long before we sat him down. Right. So... I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that because i got a go, boys. But tune yeah. in on Wednesday, man. It is going to be a good one. Right. Yeah, just for everyone, I did mention earlier. Man. Yeah. Just, so, just before you go, man, I did mention earlier. Oh, he's gone. Well, anyway, <laughs> I'll, I'll mention it now. He's just gone. Uh, he is going to be on Wednesday uh, with a Ozil. I don't know who it is. Max, if, you, if you're in the chat still, please put the name of the guy up he, he's going against. It's going to be Manny. The, this other person, Max is the referee, and they're going to talk about Ozil and pretty much what you in what pretty much what you did with him there, Corey. To be fair, but I think it's going to be a bit more uh, a bit a higher level. I'm not entirely sure, but just to finish up on Ozil, uh, I'll just get with what uh, have you got anything else to say, Tanner? No, no I, 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 the thing, like I said, I, you know, the, Corey makes good points, Manny makes good points, and and I, you know, it the, the funny thing to me, you're both right. But you're you're both right. That's that's the thing with 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 it because it, they're they're good points. Ozil did things to himself. The club did things to him. It's not just one versus the other. It's just not that cut and dry. There were there were mistakes made on both ends of of this entire debacle. If you know, for lack of a better term, so I actually think that's a pretty good term. I think it was a debacle. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. I, I can't say anything more without being. Horrible to be honest about it. To be honest. Yeah, that's yeah, the Mar- nicest way. That's the nicest way you could put it. Um, yeah. but to finish up on Ozil, he is going to be signing by the looks of it this weekend. Uh, whether it be tomorrow or Sunday, I do not know. But it's reported, I've noticed on Sky Sports uh, in the UK, it has been reported that he is signed on a 60 grand a week wages. And he's receiving an assigning on fee of four point five million. So he he's not doing bad for himself. Let's face it. No, I th- you know what I think. You know what I think happened with this is because we didn't give him the full. Um, you want to plug that, Manny? Go ahead. Uh, no, I was just going to say just quick. Um, Max says it's a guy called Ben. Uh, so if you do tune in on Wednesday, it's Manny v Ben. Max is the referee. I think it'll get quite tasty. <laughs> if I'm being honest, I think it'll get quite tasty. So, yeah, definitely tune in for that one. I'm going to be tuning in for it. Um, it's, well, it's going to be well worth it. Go ahead, Tanner. Go for it. Um, all I was going to say was I, I think when we when we bought out Ozil's contract, basically what happened was he went to Fenerbahce. Somebody went to Fenerbahce and said, okay, what can you realistically afford to pay him? 
they come back with 60 grand a week. And basically he takes that number, comes back to Arsenal and says, okay, they can give me X amount of dollars per week. You're going to make up the difference because I, I just think he's still making close to that 350 grand a week. Well, but it, we don't, but it just, yeah. he got most of it up front from Arsenal. And then, well, we don't know how it happened. We don't know if yeah, it's been, you know, pure speculation. On my straight off, yeah. We don't right, know if it's been paid off straight off. We don't right. know if he's going to be getting X amount per week from us for the next God knows how many years. But apparently, yeah. his wages are going to be boosted by sponsors as well. So, probably 60 grand plus endorsement, whatever, various yeah, endorsements. Whatever goes yeah. on. Probably close to about 260. That's that's the most, most athletes in, in today's. Mm-hmm. In, in today's sporting world, and it doesn't really matter what sport it is, that most of their money comes from endorsements. These guys are just the money they make from endorsements is just silly, just silly. So, yeah, definitely. But I just want to go on to a couple more of the ins. <laughs> now we'll get rid of the years, but a couple more of the ins possibly coming in. Uh, we are in advanced negotiations of uh, Odegaard. You did mention it earlier, Corey. Um, I don't know if I said his name right. Odegaard, Odegaard. Odegaard, Odegaard, something like that, yeah. Yeah, um, he's Norwegian, (laughs) so I ain't got a clue. It could could be Buddy Smith, for all I know. (laughs) (laughs) No, it could be that, but uh, it's, yeah. What do you think of that signing coming in? Do you think it helps us out a little bit or not? Uh, Corey, I'll come to you first, mate. I love that shit. Yeah? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I love it, man. Um, (laughs) Look, if you're gonna get a loan, like this is the loan that you get, you know, it's um a player that you probably couldn't afford, really and truly, or it'll be it'll be hard to, you know, sort of make that a longer term. So he's 22. He's like he's not obviously not even near his peak yet. He's put he's doing up numbers, um, in clubs that you know all, all the clubs that he's played for. Um, he's quality. He's been quality from a young young age. That's why um Real Madrid bought him. From from ages ago, um, he, he had a really a, really high reputation for being a good player. Yeah, uh, and I know a lot of other clubs are trying to get him at the time. Yeah, and in terms of like you know, if you want a player that can unlock defenses, that's got good vision, passing, technique, dribbling, um, can play across you know the the sort of the not in a two four in a four two three one in that three mm-hmm. behind the striker. Um, this is your guy, and he can play across that three line. If you play in the four two three one, he can play the whole three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he predominantly, he is a pretty much a young Ozil <laughs> type player in that. Oh, he can only play one position. Yeah, but he's a he's in terms of that, he's just an, a, a straight up attacking midfielder with an eye for a pass um, and an eye for goal as well. And he's and he's and his main attributes are his passing and technique. Um, it's what we obviously we've been talking about for ages. When we were struggling to score, we were like, "Oh, we need this type of player. We need this type of player." We, we talked about all these other players, Isco, um, Buendia, and whatnot. But he is arguably better now than than both of those. You know, um, he done really well at Real Sociedad. Um, he done really well when he's in the in the Dutch league as well. He is like he's a talent and. Um, you know, when 
with someone like Sabayas, when we get him on loan from Real Madrid, you know, you get you get the feeling like if we really wanted to buy him, Real Madrid would say, "All right, have him," because you know his level. But yeah. even even though this this boy has been on loan for you know forever with Real Madrid, you still get the impression that they don't want to sell him because they do see him as like a, a long term investment, and he he has got the potential to be um, world class. So for what we need, this is exactly like it's like somebody we told you know a computer what we need. And then they made Odegaard and, and, and printed them out for us. That's fair enough. Well, quick stats on your Last season, he played on loan at Sociedad. He played 31 matches. He scored four goals and did six, uh, got six assists. Um, uh, this season so far, I think he's back at Real Madrid. So this season so far, he's only played seven matches. He hasn't got any goals or any assists, but he's only, he's only played seven matches. And Real Madrid hadn't, hadn't really been pulling up trees this season so far have they um, no nah, he's only played like five minutes in the past like two yeah. months or something like that so it's not those stats don't really sort of reflect what's going on no so well that's why i go with the uh the sociedad ones uh so yeah he's played 31 matches four goals six assists it's not bad for a youngster in the um spanish league so it's not too bad it's not nah, great no, that, you can't look bad. at you look at if you look it's at someone like yeah no but look if you look at someone like smith Rowe, yeah mm. his stats are looking good Right, but we we all because we watch him, we see what he brings to the side. We see that the energy and enthusiasm and the directness that he brings, to, and that and he lifts all the other players. You know, and the stats can't really you know reflect that as opposed to yeah. just direct goals and assists. Well, this um, is it, isn't it. Yeah, I'm not really massive on stats, but in the interest of fairness, I did want to put that out there. Um, if you look at if you look at, but when you look at the amount of goals that he that Real Sociedad has scored. What, when he plays, you'll see that he can very much be the 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 you know the assist the assister type player. You know, like he he's just his overall play kind of just makes the whole team play better and and just makes the whole team a bit more creative as opposed to him making the direct pass to the goal scorer or scoring uh, goal. Oh, the Urzel, the Urzel stats, the assister of the assister. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, only, that only came about because of Urzel, To be fair, the assister of the assister, or like a Santi Carzola. If yeah. you look at Sandy Cosby, he didn't get a lot of assists. But no, 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 but he made he made things happen, which I get. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Tano, have you got anything to say about it? We we here in America, uh, us hockey fans, we we call that the secondary assist. So <laughs> in, in, in ice hockey over here, you actually get uh in terms of personal stats, you'll get a point for for a secondary assist. It'll be listed as a as an assist. Um so they're on any goal scored in, in ice hockey, there are two if if when applicable, there will always be two assists with with a goal scored. So um, it is something that that actually I because of my hockey background, it, the the assist the assister, I do actually pay attention to that. Um, just it it is also, it's it, an American thing, then right? Yeah, it could be. Well, North American. I want to make sure I keep my Canadian brethren involved here. Um, but no, as, as far as Odegaard is concerned, um, and Ryan, when you watch this on playback, because I think you're at work. Piss off, buddy, because this is going to be a good deal. Um, he doesn't. He's not thrilled about it um, for whatever reason. He hasn't told what us yet it? why. Yet. Why? I don't know. He hasn't told us yet. Yeah, he's he's we're we're messaging in the in the uh, in the in the group on in the private group on Twitter, and he's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really, Who's not really. Who do you want? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I think like I said, who I think do you want in January that that will make you happy? Like, right. Ryan. Well, I think the, I think 
what Ryan's on about here is, and I think DWTT made a good comment here, and many are complaining that Odegaard may push ESR to the bench, but wanted Emmy to stay to push Leno to the bench. Quality payers will push teammates to uh, to be better or sit. Um, that yeah. was that's basically yeah. exactly what I was gonna. That was gonna be the point I was gonna make. Yeah. Go ahead, Corey. Smithrow ain't seen the bench for at least like three weeks. Yeah, if we were to right. get if if, right. if we were to like sign Odegaard tomorrow, it don't matter. Yeah, right. he needs to he needs to acclimatize. He needs to sort of settle and whatnot. Smithrow has not seen the bench for now. So I, and, I saw I saw somewhere that Odegaard, if he comes in, would need like a ten day, like a, like a ten day. I, I don't want to say quarantine period because you guys they're not doing that for it. They've incoming players are getting a special an elite sports exemption or whatever they call it. Uh, no, I don't think they are. I think they are getting a uh, quarantine. They, so he's so he is going to have to quarantine then. So yeah. that's at least ten days to two weeks right there. By the time by the time Odegaard actually settles in, gets up to speed with his teammates, you know, understands what Arteta is trying to do. It's going to be Valentine's Day. For crying out loud, before yeah. he before he gets the sniff, that's and like Corey just said, that's that's three weeks. So yeah. I and yeah, if he and if he does come in and he and he and he and Smithrow ends up on the bench, fuck me, like Odegaard must have been really good to pull that off. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. then if we got a player coming that's better playing better than what Smithrow is playing now, oh well, <laughs> Do you know what I mean that's that's for the good of Arsenal. Like we're and- we're now seeing a quality player. And Gary and Gary's point is is fantastic because here's why I like the Odegaard. If, if this happens, I'm going to be absolutely over the moon about it. Um, I'll be over the moon, and then come the summer, I'm going to be like, "Well, fuck, man! Like, go get him!" Because you know, if he does well, um, Odegaard, he he and Smith Rowe are a bit different. I actually think they could both play together. Not full time. It's not. I don't think you'd want to start them every match together. But they, I think they could play together. They're a little different in terms, you know, stylistically. Smith Rowe is more getting into open space, turning and making a pass real quick. Whereas Odegaard's more of a creator on his own. You know what I mean? That's that's so. There's 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 a little bit of a difference. They're both very attack minded. So if they're both going to play, you're probably putting you're probably sticking Partey as your as your holding midfielder, really. Um, and asking him to to really you know be more defensive almost, but um, Odegaard's the kind of player that I could see coming in and pushing Emil Smith Rowe, but not the player that's going to come in and be the automatic starter right away because of a fee associated with him. Like if we would have loaned Isco, I think Isco would come in and he would just right off the bat he's going to be the starter now over Emil Smith Rowe. Whereas I think Odegaard's going to come in and I think there's going to be competition. You know, his age profile is spot on. I think he's 24, I think. I actually pulled him 22. up here. 22. 22. Even yeah. better. Even better. So is his age. Everything about this kid, for me, at least as far as I understand what Mikel Arteta wants to do, this kid checks all the boxes for me. And he's not going to automatically unseat Emil Smith-Rowe, which is, which is, to me, that's the biggest thing. So that's why I love the idea of loaning this kid for half a year. And let's see what he can do. Well, at the end of the day, you've got to think about it this way. He's only coming in on loan. We're not buying him this month. Right. He's only coming in on loan. So it's only going to be, if you're going to get a loanee of his stature and where he's going to be, he's, he's not really there to push anybody out, but maybe push them on, you know, to move their progression forward. That's that's the only thing I can think of with, for the likes of ESR and the likes of Saka, 
you know, to help them move on, help them push forward. You know, we might even teach them a few things. I don't know. I know he's 22 and they're all young lads, aren't they, really? Um, Max made a comment here. Um, I hope we don't sign him. Surely with Saka, Pepe, Orba, Martinelli and Laka and ESR all being able to rotate across the front five, we don't need to bomb loan money on a dice roll. I don't agree with that because if you think about it, with the likes of Pepe, uh, Orba really is on the up front or left. Um, you know, okay, Martinelli, he can play left or right. Saka can play left, right, and probably centre as well. ESR is more centre. Uh, Willian in there as well. But you got to think with Pepe and Willian, they're not really pulling up trees at the minute. They're not I really doing anything. I totally disagree with him. They're not even the same type yeah. of players. They're not even similar players. Like I, like I just said, he's more a number ten. He's more an Ozo. He he part. He you know he sees passes in between the lines. You know, um, none of them guys that he mentioned do that. They don't do the same job. And when we've sort of when things are really bad and we were trying to find solutions with those players, didn't work. So you can't say I hope we don't sign them because of the guys that you mentioned because they weren't that they're not. They weren't up to being the sort of the creative um, playmaker that we needed. He, if he comes in and he he does that role very well, and there's an opportunity to sign him, of course we need to sign him because if it's not going to be him, it's going to be somebody else because the system that Arteta seems that that he wants to play seems like it does require that type of player because it not because nothing clicked until Smith Rowe came into the side. And you we know? can't expect Smith Rowe to play every single game of from course, yeah. Until and then. and we've and and as of right now, we're still in the FA Cup. Obviously, the league and Europa League is going to be starting back up here again in in about a month. So we're going to be going. Uh, I think it's know, the eighteenth of next yeah. month. 18th. So so roughly roughly three weeks. Well, four weeks from now, you know, we're starting. You know, we're we're getting back into two games a week with with Europa League on on Thursday nights. You know, league matches on Sundays or or Mondays, whatever. So we need depth there. And and honestly, Max, love you to death. Thank you for having me on your channel, or letting Mike have me on your channel. Um, my but, channel. Uh, is it your channel? Oh, this well, is my off, show. Max, Max <laughs> piss off. Exactly. Anyway, <laughs> most, of the, most of the guys that, 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 that are listed there, with the exception of, of Smith Rowe, um, I saw somebody said he could play on the right. Odegaard, Gary said he could play on the right. He can play, I, he can I, play across that front three line, so he can play yeah. left, middle, or right. So if you're playing that 4 2 3 1 formation that we seem to be doing at the minute, yeah. he can play across he that could, full front three line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I it Pepe Pepe's done for me. Pepe get get Pepe out of here for me. I I if you get thirty million for Pepe in the summer, go. Sorry, I, it's just that he just he doesn't have the IQ to play in this kind of a system. I don't think Arteta rates him very highly, so he he's done. Um, and he's not going to play through the center. So this is sorry, Max. Love you, man. Disagree with you wholeheartedly on this. If we can get Odegaard, I'm I'm going to be. Whew, I don't want to get too graphic here, so and I know no you guys can get graphic sometimes, but I'm oh, I'm gonna yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll I'll keep it reeled in for right now. So. <laughs> yeah, that's um, how graphic we get. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh! No. join in, Denny. I'm in. Can't even hear him. That's that's put, great. <laughs> put me in, coach. Can you hear me? Oh, I can yeah, hear you. Now, yeah. yeah. We don't so, want to on the, on the fucking Odegaard signing just for a start. <laughs> can you can't stop looking at shiny fucking new things and sitting there and saying this is fantastic? You've got assets that you paid for, assets that you have to resale, assets in Lacazette. You've got Martinelli who can't get into the fucking team because we have an assist an insistence 
on playing Aubameyang off the left at the moment. You've got Lacazette, who we have to sell, right? And you're sitting there and saying, I'm going to bring another guy in on fucking loan money. And this is the thing that fucked me up about this. It's loan money. It's like renting. It's like owning a business and not owning the fucking freehold. You're paying someone else to develop their fucking player further. And I'm not saying that he wouldn't possibly fucking improve us. And I'm not saying I have any issue with the blocking of ESR, by the way. Anyone who has anything to say about that is a muppet. Muppet. If ESR is good enough, he'll park this motherfucker on the bench and he'll be the guy who Ray will come and fucking chase. No issue with that at all. But you're going to go and you're going to rack up, let's say, uh, worse. Oh, I'm glad he's fucking gone. Terrible fucking, <laughs> terrible fucking business. Sorry, you cut out there, Max. So I just have to say something. Yeah. Terrible. No, all right. Now, I, now I can hear Max like what he's saying. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. You just don't want us to sign him on loan because it's like if it was a permanent deal. Yeah. If it was a permanent deal, I'd be like, great. He's 22. He's got, we can. Him. He's 22. Fucking great. Sign him, but not on a fucking loan deal. It's dead money, and it's dead money when you got 72 million pounds. Oh, cool. We'll just devalue pay some more, will we? I know. I hear. I definitely hear what you're saying. And had we not put ourselves in a position where we were so desperate for this type of player, then I would agree with you. But on this occasion, it's like we really need that sort of creative spark. Yeah, I, would, I know we're getting it from Smith Rowe, but he can't play every game. I and this makes when, when this he doesn't when he doesn't when he doesn't when he doesn't play. Yeah, we look shit. Like we look this really makes me bad. feel very. This makes me feel very, very apprehensive about Mikel Arteta again, because this motherfucker has found one way of playing, and I don't even believe it was deliberate. I believe it was forced through injuries, and he fell upon putting ESR into this team because people were calling for it for fucking ages. Now he's found one fucking way of playing that even when we went to Crystal Palace, it didn't fucking work because he couldn't break the lines, and we're going and saying. Oh, 10 million, 15 million on a fucking loan player before we decide to fucking buy him off Real. Real don't lose players that they don't want to keep. So if they want him, there won't be a fucking sign on for him. Right? Yeah. Sabayos, they don't give well, a fuck. No, they don't give a, we, they don't we give know a fuck that. about Look at the fucking Sabayos line. We bumped 20 million pounds into Sabayos. We're going to give the cunt back. Well, I was. we were talking about this, but I don't know if you've been watching the whole show, but we talked about the way that we're sort of spunking money on loans. Of, since Arteta's that's, come in, that's what that's and, what everyone's got me wrong on this tweet. Where I was like, I hope we don't sign own guard. Everyone's like, Oh, you're a fucking idiot! You're a fucking idiot! You should fucking well, sign good players. And I'm like, Just if he's a good player, this is what I'd rather the club do: find the player you want, put the bid in for the player you want, buy the player you want, put him on a reasonable contract on reasonable wages. So if that player doesn't make the grade, you fucking sell him. Like I said, we put our, we have put ourselves in this position going back to the summer when we didn't get Owa. And we all know we needed Owa. You know, we didn't get him. We chose to get, uh, we couldn't get both him and Partey. So, you know, we went for Partey. And it's like, all right, we just have to keep our fingers crossed and hope that's enough. And it, then it clearly wasn't. And now, and so we've gone through the season where it's sort of like, oh my, shit, like, you know, nobody's scoring. We're not creating chances. It's all... It's boring. It's we're losing matches, and then now we here we are in January. It's like right, we have to do so. We have to address it. We have to do something about it. And nobody is letting go of an asset that they want to keep in January. 
It doesn't matter if it's Real Madrid. It doesn't matter if it's um, Norwich. Yeah, they if they don't want to play to go in January, unless we put in ridiculous bids, we're not getting it. So that's why I'm not so. Although we shouldn't have put ourselves in this position in the first place, now that we're in this position, I'm not totally against this loan. Um, because just because of the where, where we put ourselves, you know, and. If it is, is it going to help us this season? Yeah. Could it actually make us so that we can actually win the FA Cup again or get far in the Europa League or push ourselves up the table? Yeah. So in that case, I have to say, let's, let's do it. We don't even know what the structure... Okay, so let, let's just say it's a six-month loan, right? Let's say it's a six-month loan and it's five million pounds, right? It's fairly standard, isn't it? Fairly standard, five, between five and five million pound loan fee. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. I can't. I, I refuse to believe having watched as many loan players come in from Spain in the Premier League as we have over the years, and the historical input of loan players who have no time in the Premiership, um, limited time even in like like you said, he's gone out on loans, he's played in Real Sociedad and stuff like that. Uh, before I get excited and I jump on the fucking Arsenal bandwagon, which seems to be like show me a forty-five, even Awa. 95% of people I know have never seen this fucker play. But because we got told he was the be-all and end-all, he's everything. So until I see the structure of the deal, and this is my my point about Arsenal fans stopping wanting to have their cake and eat it too. Stop complaining about deals and then say, but I want to go bin £5 million, £6 million in a post-COVID market on a loan player who we're going to give back. Right? It makes no sense to me. It's time to start making financial fucking decisions. And if that means that you finish eighth this year, right, or you finish ninth, shit, whatever it is, and Arteta has to use his fucking squad and get these guys moving, if he's got to stick Saka at 10, I've got no doubt that Saka can go in and play at 10, right? If he's got to put Saka in 10, which means he gets Martinelli out on the fucking left, which means there's some game time for Pepe in there. And Pepe is the one I'm barking about at the moment. He's 72 million pounds. 72 million pounds of fucking asset. Get in there and get him fucking playing. We saw in the FA Cup final last year. He was man of the match in the FA Cup final. You don't just turn into a fucking garbage player overnight. And if it's cool to fucking, like you were saying, Corey, well, how can you fucking rot Ozil? How can you deregister him? Well, in Pepe by bringing this guy in because you bring another player into a network where you already have Willian fucking burning you. You've got Martinelli struggling to get into the team. You've got Ober in there on big wages. You've got Lacazette in there who we're trying to get rid of. You've got fucking Pepe rotting and not fucking playing. You've got ESR. You've got fucking Willock who's not fucking playing and not going alone. So if this happened, do you know the way I'd be happy about it, Corey? If this happened, I'd want to see fucking two of those guys go out on loan. Two to three of them go out on loan for six months themselves. So I will not get excited about the deal until I see the structure of the deal and the structure of the deal is in Arsenal's favour not a way that Real can go and make another five million pounds on what they probably fucking overpaid for when he was fifteen, so that we can carry him for six fucking months, twelve months, and say, "All right, either you do so well, Real come back and say, fuck you, you're not having him,' or we say, "Okay, Jogon likes the bios, another fucking twenty-five million pounds down the toilet. That's halfway to fucking Kurt Basuma." who's the real fucking answer to Arsenal's problems because the fucking issue isn't the 10, it's still the fucking 8. You finished? Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> right. I get you. 
I understand. I get you. I don't think anyone here is saying that Odegaard is going to be the full answer. No one's saying that. I think what I'm trying to get across is it's going to be coming in and it's going to be good for cover for someone like ESR. Yes, Saka can play as a 10. Yes, you know, Lacazette can play as a 10. But he's doing all right where he is at a 9. Leave him. Let him get on with playing it as a number 9. You know, let him play up front. He's, he's the only one scoring goals, really, at the minute until well, until last weekend uh, when Aubameyang slotted two home. But, you know, we've got Martinelli. He's still a young kid. He's still coming in. He's pushing Aubameyang out. He's going to do it at some point. Aubameyang's going to be the forgotten man again soon. If uh, if Martinelli keeps going the way he's going and pushing forward and pushing forward, no one's going to remember Aubameyang's name until he's gone. Similar to what Ozil is, you know. Who gives a shit? Yes, again, Pepe, £72 million. We get that. Arsenal got bent over on that from the yeah, last it... regime and fucking agents. We got bent over. You know, Pepe is not a £72 million player. I think we've said it before on this show and on other Arsenal shows. He's a, what, £40 million player at best? If you rod him on the bench, <laughs> if you rod him on the bench, you're not going to get 25 for him. Well, you're not going to get 25 for him in this market I'll, anyway. I'll, 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 dis I'll, disagree. I'll disagree with that statement because I think there's somebody in France that will come back and say, I gave you $30 million for him regardless. Because, that, because that's the thing. You can be an absolute stiff in the premiership but you could go to France, you could go to Italy, you could go to Germany, and you could be an absolute rock star. And I think, I, I just, I think there's a club. I think he goes back to France. I really do. I think he'll go back to France, and I think he'll become that forty to forty-five. He was never worth seventy-two million pounds, like you said, but he's he's never oh, worth no it. No doubt, so, Tanner. Never, and that, never and worth, never worth the money. Never, ever, nope. ever worth the money. But, but you still there an element like i said where i i look at the dealings i look at what we're doing and and what i want is i want the coach to be able to do something more than this shit that he's fallen on with esr because i just said this on the ask bros og after one of the games i was like i don't believe that this is some master stroke of coaching this same coach had us absolutely floundering playing fucking willian every week playing willian out of false his, nines he tripped over he tripped yeah, over his own dick and smelling like roses yeah that's and he what he, got did. he was yeah, like no, well, I think well that, that worked fantastic i want him to i want to be able to and do you know the other reason as well guys i want to get to the end of the season and work out whether or not i want to keep arteta that's what i want to get to mm -hmm. i want to get to the end of the season and say cool you came 10th right with essentially a stacked a stack squad that had holes in it right but 10th 12th with a stack squad that had holes in it You've got enough centre-backs. Yes, you're, you're very lean throughout midfield, but we went through the players he has across that front five. If you're building a fucking FIFA team or a pro-ev team right now, all those players are 80-plus players, you know, yeah. between 80 and, and 92 players. So I'm looking at it and I'm like, if this is your one fucking system, if this is your one thing, I've got serious doubts about you as a coach still. And I was never Arteta out. I'll just say this frankly. I was never Arteta out. Oh, how amazing is it, Arteta? Arteta has single-handedly pulled us out of this fire. Fucking Saka, Martinelli, and ESR pulled him out of that fire, and he almost had to fucking pick them at one point. Yeah, I think no, I like Arteta worries me, and he's 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 worried me for a while now. Like you said, when 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 it was all shit, he didn't have the answers, and us the fans were screaming, "Play ESR," you know play some of the younger players. Like when we see them in the Europa League, 
it's a whole different energy. It's a whole different team, you know? So let's try and merge the two together and see if we can, that some of that can rub off in the Premier League. And we're screaming it for ages and he didn't do it. He persisted with William, you know, persisted with the, the same system and it wasn't working. And then, like you said, it's like, finally something happens, you know, COVID and whatnot. Um, Smith Rowe gets a chance, right? And then, wow, you know, that we, what, we've, what we've all been saying actually came to fruition, you know, by yeah. accident. And um, I'm, I'm, not giving, I'm not giving him any of the credit. I he have serious concerns about him, like we've been talking about with in terms of the squad and players not being registered and, you know, that's the Salibas and whatnot. Players being put out on loan to Terreras and Gondosi, players that are young and have value. And yet all we can do is put them out on loan. And we and we don't and we're still at a loss as to why, you know. Um it's all just been it's, there's been he's he's not been in, he's not been in charge for that long. And so much shit has happened at the club that I've never seen before at any other football club. You know, players not being registered and, and shipped out on loan because they grab someone by their throat. Any other club, a player grabs someone by their throat, they get a free match ban and then they're back. But with us, it's like, you know, we don't see the player again. And he's, and it's just a highly touted, highly promising player. You know, it's just I like relationships, relationships are I breaking have... down. I have doubts about us from executive level the whole way down to assistant coaching staff like that. Entire I can find problems with that entire expanse the whole way up through contracts. So but, but I've got particular concerns with Arteta because we haven't even seen that he's some you know that he's really special in terms of like setting up teams or it's side of player and you, know like, you know what he feels like to me Corey? he feels like to me do you remember when steve mclaren took over the england national team and they went mm. and got the person to look the right way talk the right way walk the right line do the right thing in the press conferences but he was was never a phenomenal manager even though he'd been a great coach he was never a phenomenal manager for me there's a little bit of that with arteta now like i'm sitting there i'm looking at now over the course of half of a season and i'm like it took two 19-year-olds and a 20-year-old to bail you out, you couldn't get these apex players moving. That shouldn't that shouldn't be the fucking case. That shouldn't be the case. Ober shouldn't have been out of form for that long. Lacquer shouldn't have been out of form for that long. I was having this argument with Manny about Willian because Manny's like, I fucking hate Willian. And I'm like, the Willian we got is not the Willian from Chelsea last year. You can't say we bought a dud because that guy was in like the top five top three or top five or number he could one. Have been, he could have like been their half, player of the year last year. Yeah, half of their like ball recoveries, like take-ons, box, like they're all of my like, and I'll just bring it back to where I took over the podcast, Mike. Sorry. Bring it back to the owner card. <laughs> card. <laughs> right? It just it just seems like another Another instance where I see a manager or the club trying to get something to happen where I feel like the manager should be making happen what he already has there. There's enough there. Go fucking coach them. And if you can't coach them, fuck off. Someone else can come in and coach them. Let me let me jump in here real quick because I've said this before. I think I think what happened this year was <clears throat> so we bring in Willie in and we re-signed David Louise. And I think part of that is because Arteta doesn't trust himself as a coach yet. Arteta's strong suit is coaching young players. 
developing young players. And that's what he should have been doing from the get. But instead, he didn't trust himself. So what did he do? He started leaning on the likes of David Luiz and Willian and Granite Jaka and guys that, you know, for the most part, I don't think any of us really want here at the at the club. And now all of a sudden you're seeing the young players come through. And, and, and it's not necessarily down to Arteta, but they've bought into his system and they're performing in it. <laughs> I, but why not that, why not sentiment? Why not sentiment? I agree with you. He's been complete and total dross. My argument is is you 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 as a club, you looked at him, you decided you wanted him, you gave him the contract, and you couldn't get him fucking playing. And he's still not playing. And six foot. I like that sure there's an element on the player, but you don't just overnight fall off a cliff's edge and be like, I'm now I'm William isn't even just not playing well. William is out and out bad, like bad at football. You don't all of a sudden become fucking bad at football. Yeah, I, I agree with Max. It's like if we look at players' form and bad, you know, players that have been with us for a little while, there's a lot of a lot of them are showing their worst form. And not even with us, but like William as well. Showing their worst form we've ever seen. Ever. You know, we've seen a Bamiyang, we've never seen a Bamiyang this bad. We've never seen William this bad, never seen Lacazette this bad. You know, and what you know, if you've if you've got like a great coach, that's not something you you, know, you typically tend to say. You don't you don't get great managers or really promising managers go to a club and then say, oh, actually, these players are the worst we've ever seen them. The the two things don't typically coexist. So then we yeah. have to ask ourselves, who do we have in charge of our team right now? Like, how good is he? Mike. Oh, you all done? Yeah, yeah, all well done. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Strong. I'm joking. I'll just say, listen, I'm happy. Go for it. You, yeah, you but what do you, what, no, no. what do you what do you what do you think on those what do you think on those two concepts? So, on the concept of the loan market is dead money, we should be at least going getting people who we want, who have we highlighted, who we can buy, and that we have a huge amount of money and a huge amount of talent in this squad, and that the manager can't seem to get them moving forward, and it's more nineteen year olds. Well, yeah, I, I agree with that in some respect to the loan thing, but I think that I think the problem is with the uh, with with everything that's going on with the world taking a massive dump on itself, uh, with everything that's going on with COVID and everything else. I think it's sort of the, the way forward now. That I don't think teams are going to just sell people, and there's no money anywhere because no one's in stadiums, you know. So loaning is going to be more of the way forward for the for the foreseeable future up until this all decides to go back into some sort of normal reality what we're used to or what we used to see because um, no one's got that kind of money you know no one's going to fall no one's got 72 million to fork out for anyone anymore let's face it that's gone until until when until people start going back into stadiums money starts coming transferring in and everything else um so yeah i think loan for me loan deals are going to be the way forward and that's what we're going to see especially in in the january transfer market as well with there, with there only being a few weeks between you know, you don't get the it's half the length of time than what we see in the summer. So it makes mm. more sense to loan someone in January because it's quicker to loan someone than it is to go through all the shit that goes with everything to go sign this paper, agree this, agree that. You know, look how long it's taken Urzel to sign for Fenerbahce. That must have come in that must have been started off early, early doors. It must have been. And then we started hearing about it now and then it's gone on. 
You know, it's, it, I think he had to do isolation for so many days. This is why it's on. It's, it's taking so long for him to sign at Fenerbahce. You know, this is going to be either tomorrow or Sunday when he signs, and that's because he's only come out of isolation tonight or today. They're gonna, they're going to announce it tomorrow at like thirty minutes into the into the FA Cup yeah. match. Yeah, probably. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Mesut Ozil will announce it himself Twitter in like the most inopportune time for the fucking club. Like the club <laughs> will go, the club will go one nil down, and Mesut Ozil will be like off to Fanabeche, and then that piece of shit fucking Mustafi, who can equally go and get fucked now with his fucking poisonous fucking tweet, he'll fucking jump on the back of that, calling himself what do you call himself? Uh, oh. SM. SM20 called himself the tweet. Motherfucker, you don't deserve a name, let alone a nickname, you fucking shit. <laughs> but you know what? I'm you know what? See with Mustafi. I ain't mad at Mustafi. Like he we could he could have been gone. Arteta asked him to stay. He requested that he stayed. He could have been gone. Again, we've got to look at it. sometimes yeah, if a player is shit, he's shit. Do you know what I mean? But sometimes you've got to look at why, why, they, why are they still I'm here. I'm not upset about Mustafi staying. I'm upset well, about this. Is, this is what Mustafi said. Waiting. For anyone who yeah. didn't see it, this is what Mustafi said uh, about Ozil leaving. Bro, you have been the most unselfish player on and off the pitch. I think that's what people have had an issue with. You that know, you know, you, look, none, look what, let's let's get one thing straight. Yeah, none of us know Mesut Ozil. We don't know him. We've, no, we never said, know him. we've never had a conversation with him. We don't know what his relationship is like with other players. In the squad, yeah, we don't know what he's done for them. We don't know nothing. Let's stop pretending, yeah, that we've somehow we've we've got to know him and his situation through the media and through all the little tweets and stuff that we see. We don't know shit. Yeah, I don't know hey, what goes on in your house. I got my I got myself into his overhead bin compartment on that private <laughs> buying the fucking turkey. All right, so, so I was there. <laughs> So no, no, so no, so no, just because you, you hold on one second, Mike. Just because you don't like him, yeah, like as fans, yeah, cool. You don't like him, but you don't know him personally. These guys know him personally. There are there are people in the world that care and love about Mesut Ozil, yeah, that you know that actually know him. So let's not get worried about tweets. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, oh, yeah. about who gives a fuck about Mesut Stop, 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 stop. Everyone stop. The problem is, right, this has come down to what Tano had mentioned earlier on. This is the Arsenal fan base. You have a 50% one way or for 50% the other. Yeah, and there's yeah. no in-between. You either hate or love. Yeah, It was Wenger in, oh. Wenger out. Yeah. I just, Corey, I just don't like the fact that players are taking to and I think it's a it's part of fucking society and part of the way that people converse with each other now that in underhanded, but players taking to Twitter that basically they know and they are media trained and they know that people are gonna read those and essentially be sitting there saying, So you're you just wrote in a tweet that the club treated him wrong, that the club mistreated him. You just wrote that in a tweet while you're still signed by the club. I don't give a flying fuck if you're halfway out the fucking door. This club has paid £35 million for you. You fucked up repeatedly for the club. You have no reason to be pissed off with the club, Mustafa. You even got given another fucking lease of life at the club. You've made great wages while you've been here. You made a great fucking lifestyle while you've been here in London. I do not like the underhanded things. And whenever there are underhanded tweets, guess who's connected to them? It's always fucking M10 Mesut Ozil. And you look at the way that we haven't performed and you look at the issues that we've had off the pitch – 
the idea that there's division, the idea that there's clicks. This is why I get emotionally triggered by that shit because that is essentially just fucking proving what I've said, right? That there are these issues and there are these personalities and there are these people who think they're bigger than the club. You know what? Socrates, I never had a major issue with Socrates. I never even had that much of a major issue with Socrates as a player. And you know what Socrates wrote? Thank you very much. Love my time at Arsenal. Goodbye. And everyone went, yeah. fantastic. Do you know why? Because that's a fucking professional. But it's not just a professional. It's a mature adult human who understands that he has a job. Not someone who's going to sit there and fucking put up stupid shit and stupid fucking tweets all the time to underhandedly drive derision within the club. I don't give a fuck who these guys are as people, Corey. They're not people to me. They're fucking players to me, bro. And they are paid and they are contracted and they get played by the club. That's all so I then, fucking so don't worry. So you shouldn't worry about their tweets then. If you care about what they do on the pitch, I worry about, worry about what they do on the I pitch. I worry about the tweets when it's deliberately underhanded to drive division within the yeah. football club. And it's the same fucking thing that's happening in society every fucking day. It's the yeah, same but he's, bullshit. He's driving division within the club for a player that's outgoing. So it's like he's gone. So he's not talking about anybody that's still at the club or whatnot. He can, if he, no, but look, if he's Mesut's going, he's going. That's it. And and Mustafi's still here. Then why the fuck do you? Why the fuck can't Mustafi just say, look, Matt, "Hey, bro, if, hey, bro, loved playing with you. You're a great player. Why do you have to write this cryptic message that clearly, when you dig into the bones, because, of it, because it's obviously fun. that because he obviously has his own personal feelings about how the club handled him. Yeah. If me and yeah. you joined Brisbane FC, yeah, and Cool, and then we joined Brisbane FC, and then you felt like they really fucked me over, and they mistreated. That's how you personally felt, whether you was right or wrong, yeah. And then you, being an outspoken person that you are, yeah, chose that you felt like you wanted to publicly express it, yeah. Then that's what you would do. You're your own person. You're free every to do that. Every contract I've ever signed as a professional in my career has had a social media embargo in there everything i've ever signed in any fucking job in any world you are not allowed while you are under contract with that company to go online and write divisive things that relate to that company why should it be any different with football these guys uh, should just be I'll, these guys I'll, I'll, i will be second paid. that because i work for a company uh, i had to sign up when i signed a contract i wasn't allowed to bad mouth this company over social media i can bad mouth yep. them now it's dhl they can go fuck themselves mm -hmm. so anyway yeah that's um that's a company that i worked for at the time but i had to sign a waiver to say that i wouldn't bad mouth them over social media you know so it is there it is that i get what you're saying Corey. you know you're your own person you're you know you should be free to express yourself you should be free to express your own opinions but once you sort of, in some respects, he did and he didn't badmouth the club. You know, I didn't get to finish the whole thing. But there was a thing on there. I won't finish the whole tweet, but there was a statement on there. Uh, unfortunately, we as, a, we as a team haven't been able to assist you when you needed us the most All the best. I can't agree with that. You know, I can't agree that the fact that the team hasn't been able to assist him. They must have done everything that in, you know, as the... As the football team itself, as Arsenal themselves, they must have done everything to try and push him forward, to try and get him back onto the pitch, to try and, you know, do something for him, you know, to do everything for him. But like we said earlier on about Ozil, you know, in, as Manny put it and everything else, Ozil did it for Ozil. He didn't do it for the club. I, I yeah. you know, I believed, I believed that. I believe, but I also believe there are two sides to every story. Where there's three. There's by his side uh, there's, and there's the truth, yeah? Yes, exactly. And, yeah, I do agree when, when, and even, I can't, 
fully agree. I look, I'm not absolving him of anything. Yeah. I, I feel like I can see the type of person that he is. Yeah. But when you talk about have the club done everything that they could to, you know, assist him and make him as comfortable and, and get the best out of him. I don't know, because when I look at the situation with Grandozzi, when I look at the situation with Terrera, when I look at the situation with Socrates, when I look at the situation with Saliba, yeah, do I, do I believe that Arsenal done everything that they could in order to make these players um, get, you know, get the best out of these players and, and, and assist them? No, I don't. I feel like they were quick to turn their back on these players when they started, to, when they well, faced this is why we're talking about This is what we're talking about with Arteta. You know, is it, yeah. is it the club turning the back on him or is it Arteta turning even, the back on him? Even yeah, with Max talking, talking about with Pepe, with Pepe, have we done everything that we could to get the best out of Pepe? Or have we just thrown him on the bench? Do you know what I mean? It's like, no, I don't see the club really going out of their way, yeah, to get the best out of the talent that we've acquired. I don't see that. So when it comes to the Ozil situation, like I said, I'm not absorbing him with anything. I do think he's a cunt, yeah? But... Do I think that Arsenal are like holier than thou and Arsenal have done everything they could possibly do for Ozil? No, I don't. Because I don't see them doing it for all the other players. My, really final word, my final word on it, Corey, is for me, it's almost like these players, these multi-millionaires, these guys who are in like, 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 don't make like short change of it. These guys get paid ridiculous money even at like low even when you're seeing a guy sign a contract for seventy thousand pounds a week this is money that the average person the average business executive the average ceo right of massive company they never see this sort of money come in i think it's interesting that people the the, the trend is when you're talking about this people like oh well they're people too you've got to let them be people i don't see why they should why they should exist in a world where they are hired and contracted by a company and they're not accountable to that company for their actions, for what they say on social media. I, I refuse. In that in that line, I'm happy to sit there and say, okay, person, and there's a person behind that. But if I'm treating you like a person, I've got to treat you like every single Joe Blow in the street who has to be accountable for the things that they say, the way they act, the way they show work, the manner they show up to work in, the state they show up to work in the output, the efficiency, what they do to earn that contract. These are the things that make me feel like it's when people are like, oh, you're being so inhuman by attacking him or you're being so inhuman by doing this. I'm like, no, no, no. They're living in a world of elite hierarchy that doesn't exist anywhere else in the world and they should be as accountable as anyone else. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I agree with that I, I, I said in the previous show like some of these footballers I'm saying look don't be a pussy yeah stop being stop being pussies like do you know what I mean it's like you got boohoo about every little thing oh no I've not got I've not got any confidence I'm out of form oh no like yeah. look you you are getting paid a fuckload of money yeah you do you can got you can literally pay for a psychologist to follow your ass around every day yeah and make you feel better and get your mind right and get your mind in the game to actually perform better, yeah, because What's you don't movie? have any is limitations. It, is it coming to America? She's like the royal penis is clean. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you could you could actually have someone to pay to do that. You know, yeah. you pay them so, a lot of money just to do that to blow smoke up your ass, to wash your cock, you know, to scrub your ball bag, wipe your I mean, ass. I, I, you I, could I was pay, reading, you, I was you could actually pay day. a group of people just to fucking stand behind you every time you take a shit to cheer. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People out there to do that. That way you can't have no confidence when you can get people to do that. Mesut Ozil, Ozil's got like 10 people who run his social media team from people who do his graphics, people who do all of his stuff for him. You know, it's like, it's, it's insanity. I always come back to it and I'm always like, I'm never going to fucking cry for a guy who's, he's got more social media followers than the population of the country I live in. Right, and apparently earns equal to or more per week than what Arsenal are getting to him from his other commercial endeavors and his sponsorship money through his followings on Twitter. Boo hoo, Mesut Ozil. Fuck off. Sorry, the club couldn't look after you. Go fuck yourself. If the club wasn't looking after you and you actually wanted to play football, you could have found a way out of there. And for people who say he never could have gone on those wages, we paid the fucking wages anyway. So he just right. as easily could have gone and signed for right. a club on 100K and we could have played four years at 250K or 200K. We'd have paid the fucking money anyway. Now, if you're telling me with all those executives and all of those brains and all of those people, they couldn't find a way to get Mesut his fucking money, if that's what it meant for him, his money, we would have paid the fucking money anyway. That's a long time. I, I think he just got to a point where he was like, I don't really care about playing football that much. I'm contracted as long as I'm earning money, sitting on my ass, playing fucking Fortnite, doing what I want to do. I'm going to be here. And I really think towards the end, it became about destabilizing the club more than it became about anything else. It became about M10 versus Arsenal and whose brand was bigger. And I'll tell you from looking from the outside in, M10's brand is bigger. Could I yeah. have a point there? Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I don't have anything to add. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> No, I mean they're all they're all they're all good points, and and I, I Max and I, I Max and I agree on on a lot of things un Arsenal related, just about society and and the state of the world and things like that. And you're absolutely right. Take take your three hundred fifty thousand pounds a week and shove it up your ass because yeah. I won't see that. I'll never see that in a year. I won't see it in two years, and you're getting it a fucking week. These players, like Max, if you're on seventy thousand pounds a week, a week, which is considered to be a low contract, a low contract in the Premiership, you you could go buy. Put it in perspective. You could go buy a nice new car every single week, every week, every week. You could drive a different new car every week. Rolls Royce every week. I'm sorry. I have changed. but I'm sorry the club couldn't look after you in your hard time. I'm sorry we couldn't look after you. Well, the club was fucking yeah. paying you. And, and you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this, and I, and I think it's a, it's a bit appropriate, so humor me on this. You guys all know who Ricky Gervais is, I assume. Yeah, of course. The, the comedian. So he hosts an award show over here called the Golden Globe Awards. All right? It's like an international whatever, celebrity, whatever. His last time, and if you haven't seen it, look it up because his, his opening... No, we know, we know what the Golden Globes are. We have fucking... We don't, live, we don't live under... America doesn't have... I know what the fucking Golden Globes are. We know what the Golden Globes are. One of our own... Of course we know. Anyway. No, mate, what I'm doing is I'm watching you and I'm coming through you from this this line... You know, I don't know what it fucking does, but I can see, you know, we have fucking TVs. In Australia, you in Australia, you put a, a kangaroo takes the internet to the corner, and then it comes, it comes back. <laughs> yes, we we do have flushing toilets here, mate. Oh, I oh I know that. You know what you <laughs> have? Dryers. You don't have a fucking dryer. Yeah, I come over there and I'm like, come over there and I'm like, I gotta I, okay, I gotta wash clothes. So I wash my clothes and I'm like, all right, where's the dryer? Well, they're already in the dryer. It's called a washing line. 
Yeah, I'm like, could have, could have yeah, washer line in the garden. Well, thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, you've got, got washer dryers that do both. You know, it's that's amazing. What I, that's that's what technology, I, how it moves on, mate. That's what that's what I have. But every time I pull my clothes out, they're always still soaking wet. Yeah, so, they're not great. Oh, they're we, not have great. we have a washer. You have a and then you have a dryer. You know, you have two yeah, separate machines. To be fair, most kitchen most kitchens can't facilitate both in the UK. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. So you know what I found? Yeah, we have smaller houses than you. Yeah, uh, and in the in the flat where I usually stay when I come over, there's a towel warmer in the bathroom. So I just mm -hmm. take all my clothes, I turn the towel warmer on, and I hang all my clothes on the that towel. Co that causes that causes condensation. Yeah, but it works. My clothes are dry the next morning. So. We have we have dry cleaners. You know, you could take them there. I thought about that actually. Anyway, <laughs> Ricky Gervais says in his opening monologue, I think this the, this past Golden Globe award show, he says. To the celebrities in a taste says, none of you are in any position to come up here and lecture the public on how they should act or anything else. He's like, so if you win an award, come up here, thank your agent and your God and fuck off. And that's exactly what these, these athletes, you know, get the fuck out of here with, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not mentally prepared. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, you get paid thousands upon thousands of pounds a week to kick a ball, to kick a ball. Mm. Now I'm not exactly. saying I can. I'm not saying I can kick the ball, nor am I saying I can get, let alone kick the ball as well as those guys can. But you're getting paid to play a game. Put things in perspective. This is why we're not on three hundred and fifty thousand pound a week because we can't do that. Right? Yeah. yeah. So imagine what you're getting oh, paid can. to do. And but <laughs> God bless you. Maybe you can teach me a thing or two. No, listen. I, I can't kick a ball, but listen, I would pretty much do anything else for three hundred and fifty grand a week. Yeah. Whether if you there's want me to not much I, there's not much I wouldn't do, and Max will attest to that. So, <laughs> Mate, we had this conversation at bar the other day. Someone was like, "Would you suck a dick for a million quid?" And I was like, "I'd, I'd suck a dick for ten grand." I was like, put the fucking money in my hand, bro. Put the money in the hand. I'm not dick in my mouth. I'm fucking good to I'm go. Not, I need I'm not gay. I'm not gay, but twenty bucks is twenty bucks. All right. I've been said this. Uh, a friend of mine used to say this to me before as well about saying, Oh, would you suck a, uh, would you suck a cop for a million quid? And he'd be like, Yeah, I would. And someone was like, Oh, yeah, but you be called gay and everything else. And, you know, it's before everything started coming out. And he goes, Oh, you'll get called all these names. Under, but he turned around and he goes, Well, what I'd say to these people or these dickheads, I'd say, Come here, come with me. He'd show them straight to uh, an ATM and say, That's why I was sucked a cock. <laughs> Just show me the tank <laughs> Yeah, that, open, that the always... open the briefcase up. Yeah, see this? I click. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. This with, people, the, like... with the picture of me with the dick in my mouth, I'd be like, "That's how right. happy I am." <laughs> and, and and everybody and every and everybody says, "Oh, but you'll get called gay. You'll get called this. You'll get called that." I'm like, "Fuck, man! I already get called that. I may as well have the money to go with it." <laughs> this show, this show just went very, very Ryan territory. The kitchen wanker. <laughs> Right, this is, this is, is, right. is the kitchen wanker. You need this to say right. the time on same old Arsenal USA, just call him the kitchen wanker. Please start calling him yeah. the kitchen wanker. That's yeah. his new name. That's, that is his nickname on Arsenal, the kitchen wanker. The kitchen wanker. All right, he, because he, he masturbates he, in the kitchen. In the, I'd like to say, is it, is it self explanatory? Is it, he wanks in the yeah. kitchen? <laughs> is it self explanatory? Right, yeah. Basically, when he was young, his, his theory is they had two televisions, right? A television in the kitchen. And he could get like the shitty, like grainy pornography on one of the channels. Mm. So he would go and jack off in the kitchen, oh right? My God. But, 
his fucking justification was it because the floor was tiled and there were stairs or something, he could hear people coming. So he's like, that was his he's justification for jacking off in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, he's he close to a it, sink. There are, there are benefits. He's close to a sink, you know, yep. or a bottle of bowl. Have, like, paper towels in there or something. Yeah, you know? paper towels or a bowl, just in case. You know what I mean? But it, um, the, it was there the, are utensils there that can help. Corey, you're in your kitchen, mate. Just go for it. Just go for a wank. Yeah. <laughs> Corey, Corey's like, wait a minute, boys. I need to get the peanut. I need to get the peanut. Butter. Sincerity. I'm, I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put an oven on and and just warm warm it up a little bit. And just, you know, <laughs> Tanner, it was the look in Ryan's eye when he told the story. It, you know, when someone's telling a story and you know it's been saying said for effect, and someone's telling a story and you know that it's absolutely true there was a sincerity in ryan's face when he was telling this, this story about wanking wow. in the kitchen that made it undeni undeniable right? so he's gonna, i i assume he's gonna watch this back on replay and when he gets Probably. to this part so yeah because when i introduce him on tuesday that's exactly how i'm gonna introduce him one day when we play southampton again we won't talk about southampton we just exchange wanking stories how about that yeah, that's we just need, we'll, we'll make it. We'll make it a long episode like this one. Scunny, for Mike. Scunny, clearly, so, Scunny, clearly, yeah, clearly, yeah, my, clearly, Corey's my, never done a clearly, Corey's never done a, an ask, ask bros monthly because that does end up being two and a half hours of telling stories. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty much of, yeah, just uh, doing it's drugs. Really you shitting yourself, to be fair, doing drugs, me shitting myself, and wanking. That's a that's an ask bros monthly, usually. <laughs> Corey <laughs> needs to join in the next bros, next ask bros monthly. Then he'll, yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll join in. Yeah. We got way off the rails. Yes, we did. And I think on that note, I think we'll end it there. Otherwise, we're going to be on uh, your show's territory. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, yeah not far off in four hours, mate. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll, we'll end it there. Uh, thanks for everyone in the chat for joining. Sorry I couldn't get in everybody's uh, chats at the time. You know, it, it just rolls on, and I just get listening to everybody's stories and everything else, usually about Ryan wanking in the kitchen and Max shitting himself. So, yeah, thanks for joining. We will be back uh, the next game, which is the 29th of this month. It's Arsenal Man U, so it's a big one. Arsenal Man U at home. Big game, big game. Mm. Hopefully we'll win the next two games. We will We'll see. Uh, score predictions. Uh, score predictions. Thank you for reminding me. Go on, Corey. 2-0, Arsenal. Which, which, which game? Do both. FA Cup and League. Um, 2 0 FA Cup, 2 1 league. Yep, Tana. I'm gonna say 2 1 FA Cup in extra time, 2 1 in the league full time, obviously. Go on, Max. I'm gonna be a horrible cunt. I think we lose both. What the fuck? Yeah, I think we're gonna lose one, but I don't think it's gonna be the FA Cup. I think yeah, we're gonna win the FA Cup 2 0. I think we can. I think we're going to lose to Man U, and I think the FA Cup, depending on the strength of the team that Southampton put out, if Hampton fancy it, they are going to start dropping down the table now because they don't have the squad depth to maintain what they're doing. They're, they're safe, which means chasing cups now for them is is going to be a big thing. I can see Southampton putting out a full squad. I can see Arsenal putting out a less than less than full squad. Still be a good squad, but a less than full squad. But I reckon Man U will do us. Let me ask. Let me ask. Let me let me ask one question of the three of you, real quick. If you had to win, if you were going to win one, lose one, which one would you rather lose? I'd rather win the FA Cup. 
you only get you only get a chance of four cups a year with the holders. FA Cup. Yeah, FA Cup. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, we're not we, right now. We're just in the league. Where are we at? You know, just, we're nothing. We're nothing. We're nothing. Yeah, it's yeah. A, yeah, I'm not sort of like oh, like thinking that like, we need to win every match or whatever. I just I feel like I know, I've, I've I designed myself to winning some, losing some. So I know there's only a few points between us and wherever fourth. I think Max, you mentioned it on with your show yesterday with uh, Darren. You know, we had a, we were only a few points in between people and stuff like that. It, there's still a lot of games to play. My argument, my argument there. with that, Mike, I don't think we're going to get. People sit there and they say, oh, you're, you're three games of fourth. But that means you've got to win three and the team who's in fourth has to lose three. Hang right? on. People, Hang people, on. Think, people think but people think they've just got to win the game. Not, like, not, only, not that one every, team, every team. Every, yeah. I was yeah. thinking, Corey, everybody in between you and fourth yeah. have to start dropping Have to start dropping games. And you it's have to not drop any games. You have yep. to not drop any games. Yeah. And like I yep. said, I'm not, I'm not confident that with this one structure we're playing with this one team, even after I saw what we did at Crystal Palace, I still think we're very susceptible for low blocks and to be hit on the counter attack. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah. So I, I just like I, I, that's 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 my brain at the moment. I'm not getting wrapped up in it. I'm like, we've gone on a good run for a little period of time. If you looked at our run, what's coming up? It's a fucking tough run. We could very easily we could very easily slip back down the table. Or what I think is more likely is what who said it? Corey said we're going to win some. We're going to lose some. We're probably going to be in and around tenth, ninth, eighth. I think that's where we're going to be. FA Cup to get my dick hard, please. We have the Premiership's yeah. not going to do it. Yeah. We have got we have got a, a really grueling schedule over the next five five six games. You know, our next five six games after these two is Man United, Wolves, Aston Villa, Leeds. Then we've got Benfica in the Europa, and then Man City after that. Then Benfica again. So you know that that could, that's a lot of games, and there's a lot of bit. You know, there's some teams in there that could probably they're going to give us a go, definitely. Oh, they're all going to give us a go, I think. Exactly. So I think every team you just mentioned is, yeah. But yeah, and as for DWTT, we're going to get that. I did say we're going to lose one, win one. I think we're going to win the FA Cup game. I think we're going to do that 2-1, and I agree with you. It's going to be in that uh, extra time, and I think we're going to lose the league game. I think we're going to lose that 1-0. So there, there's mine. So yeah, thanks very much for joining again. Thanks for chat. Guys, thank you very much. Tanner, thank you very much for coming in, mate. I know you was running late, but we were running late as well. No problem. Corey, as always, pleasure. Hi, Jacker. Max, Max, go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, didn't you want me to do something at the end of this one? Yeah, put the intro music back on right. so that we can, when we edit it, I don't have to add it in. So, like, cap it, and then we can do it without editing it. Yeah, because you're a lazy twat. Yeah. Basically, yeah. you all do your own all shit. Right. Sure, show. I just come in and hijack and start yelling stuff with bad internet. Yeah. <laughs> you're not, you're not fucking kidding. Again, thanks very much, guys. We'll see you next Friday on the Friday R Show. Don't forget to join Wednesday show with Max, Ben, and Manny. That'll be a good one. And then I think you're going to be doing one on Thursday with Darren as well. So there's plenty of content coming up on Ask Brothers. We might, even do all... one on, we might even do one on Tuesday, me and Toby, because we haven't done one for a couple of weeks. We could be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It could happen. Okay, that, that is a lot of Ask Bros. <laughs> I don't know if I have too wait much till, to say. Wait till we give Corey his own show, which is going to be called like Smooth Jazz with YG Corey. It's just going to be Corey <laughs> sitting in a room with like a brandy balloon of cognac telling ass pros different exploits about different women who'll be like you feel me one time i had a japanese <laughs> <queen."> 
She was half Japanese and half Swede. It was like mixing butter and chocolate milk. Mm. That's going to be Corey's show. <laughs> that's funny. So he doesn't have to, have to speak, doesn't he? Just go in front of the camera and just do this. Sort of just I just want to hear Corey say all that because you saying it, Mac, is disturbing. <laughs> I, a, I, think, I think Corey could break that down pretty smooth, though. No, I was happy with that, Max. I couldn't. Uh, I mean, that's going to yeah. be the Saturday Late Show. It's like, it's like, yeah. that's like butter and chocolate milk. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I feel my arteries hardening just thinking. About it. like, I like to make. I like to make a little swirl, like a chocolate swirl. In there with some vanilla milk. Mm. Matt, you write my script. Yeah, I'll you write it. it. I'll say I'll it. it. <laughs> <laughs> the Ask Brothers Saturday Night Late Show. There yeah. it is. There it is. There it is. For the ladies. Mike, <laughs> <laughs> Mike, end it. End it. It's it's, yeah, it's I'm ending it's, it now. I'm trying to. I'm, I'm struggling here. I'm fucking for the too. ladies who like balls. <laughs> 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 Right, on that note. <laughs>